Hey, everybody, and welcome to Cult Faves, a podcast about cults. I'm Cher Martinetti. And I'm Gwenda Bond. And we have a cult problem. <laughs> or a problem with fascinating things that involve weird beliefs. A.K.A. cults. A.K.A. cults. Or cult-like yeah. phenomenons. <laughs> yes. Phenomena. Sorry, I'm a writer. I should know. Phenomena just made me think of the Muppets. The Menomena. <laughs> Phenomenon makes me think of that terrible John Travolta movie. Does it? it Wasn't he? Me, well, the way it. you said it made me think of Menomena and that, okay. that number from the Muppets. Well, I am was a it Muppet. The Muppets or Sesame Street? I'm a I'm a Muppet. My Muppet name is my same as my superhero name, Anxiety Lass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's a superhero Muppet. It's a superhero Speaking Muppet. Of- <laughs> Cher just took off her bra, you guys. I, it's I getting had real. To. I had to. I had to take my bra off. Also, I was mine's already. Chin. Mine's already off. <laughs> I'm yeah. in full deadline mode. I was like, ha- it was like half. It was like unclasped. But I was like, I just need to take this fucker off. We have a small corrections corner before I forget. Okay. From the Nexium episode, Sarah Ooh. on Twitter. Let me know. And I'm going to put these under two different headings, these corrections. The first one is that thing where the minute you say it, like, you know, your brain is tired and it's the very end of the episode. And you're like, that wasn't right. I will look it up and fix it later. I mentioned the wrong former Mexican president. So, you know. You actually did say afterwards that. I wasn't sure. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was right. I mean, I think, yeah, I said it as soon as we stopped. And then the other one is that I there are words that I still never know how to say because I've only read them, which is book Mm -hmm. nerd. You know, I mean, I think every kid that grew up as a book nerd has those um, like a list of words. Well, one of mine is a guy who doesn't deserve to have his name pronounced correctly, who I'm going to continue to call Keith Rainier. (laughs) But apparently it's actually said Ranieri. So if you ever see him and you it's need Ranieri? To, apparently. And you need to Who be Who told you that it was Ranieri? Sarah on, on Twitter. Um, so if you need to if you ever see him in the street and you're like, Good day, Ranieri now you there you go. So um, that's it. And we mixed I'm still up gonna call him Ranieri. <laughs> Me too. Fuck him. Like a mountain. And uh so we mixed up Vancouver and Toronto, but like, come on. We had the country right. I mean, like, it's all close right, enough. Listen, it's close enough. So I know I realize after the fact <laughs> that we mix up Vancouver you of course these are but small errors damn jets okay? <laughs> like don't it's, in all fairness yeah both Vancouver and Toronto yeah are both areas where a lot of science fiction absolutely shows are made absolutely and, uh, like come on <laughs> I mean at the end of the day come on I work for sci-fi like I yeah. know where BSG was filmed guys yeah don't, it was, it's okay. It was a mistake. Although I will say, as I said on Twitter, don't use any information you get from us for your patent applications. This is make not sure journalism. You, make sure you go to, make sure you yeah. go to Anne Rand for that. It's but not speaking ju- of, like, we're not speaking, claiming to speaking, be doing investigative journalism. I mean, we do try to be responsible yes, and source stuff. And source but things. But also, like, we're, we might fuck up stuff. Yeah, oh, we're going to be recalling some stuff from memory. Yeah. Sometimes we have the stuff right in front of us in our notes. Yeah. Sometimes we're just, you know, we don't want a totally super scripted podcast because yeah, that's boring, and that's not what this is. If we're going to do scripted Look, podcast, that's right. Fiction podcast. This is a nonstop thrill ride about yeah. Mexican presidents and, uh, right. and like, the pronunciation dude, of the pronunciation of yeah. Creek names. <laughs> so what do we have tonight? What do you well, have for us, you who chose? We're you- talking about something today that I. <sighs> Well, it's very topical. It because is. Because a very good profile. Brilliant. Just came out in New York Times Magazine. And of course, it's a very good profile because it was by Taffy Brodesser Ackner. Who is a- Sorry if I mispronounced your, <laughs> any part of your last name, who is an amazing writer. And she's amazing. one of those writers that I don't even care about the person that she's doing the profile on. I'm going to read it because she wrote it. Yeah. She's amazing. She's great. Yeah. But in this instance, I mean, this had to get a lot of traffic. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's so it good. It was on Gwyneth Paltrow, who has been, I will, I will say she's probably one of the most polarizing celebrities ever and always has been, even pre-internet. You know, I remember even in the 90s, a lot of people were not super big on, you either loved her or you couldn't stand her. And I think part of that reason is because Gwyneth represents a lifestyle and represents a 
you know, she's she is privilege. Everything mm-hmm. about her is pri- white privilege, white female privilege. She is the poster child for that. And she's never pretended not to be. Yeah. You know, like she's always been very much like, yes, I am rich. And yes, I am all these things. And she doesn't back away from it in this profile. No. So we're going to talk about Goop. And I know it's a little bit different from a typical cult conversation because on surface level, you might be like, how the fuck is Goop a cult? But it is to me. I think there are a lot of similarities here. And we're going to talk a little bit about that and debate whether or not Goop could be considered a cult. Because for sure, the cult of celebrity and the cult of personality are real things that exist. And I'm going to argue that the success and the infamy of this brand is in part due to those two factors. And also, if anyone read the profile, Gwyneth has been, for all intents and purposes, using her fame and her position of power to convince people to subscribe to a certain, not just a way of life and not just a mentality and a lifestyle, but really spend their money on these things that she is touting as a way to live. On a brand of wellness. Right. And there's really not a lot of difference between what Goop does and what InfoWars does because they both push pseudoscience. And that's where, you know, for anyone listening and you might, maybe you're somebody that goes to Goop, maybe you've been to one of their wellness seminars. If so, totally email us because I want to know. I want to know about your experience, good or bad or indifferent. I know somebody that did go to one of those to write about it. And her experience was very much catered to thin white women. Sure. There is a level of feeling uncomfortable and almost unaccepted if you're not a thin white woman. There's hardly any women of color that were present at these, uh, or at least the one that she attended. And I think for myself, this is where I kind of feel like it starts becoming a cult because you have somebody that is rich and powerful and is touting this lifestyle and this wellness and even enlightenment. And there's also a certain level of whitewashing of spirituality that's happening oh, yeah. on Goop. I mean, they have a resident shaman. Yeah. You know, and, and a lot of the stuff that they tout and some of this pseudoscience, some of it is rooted and based in Eastern philosophy and Eastern medicine. Some of it is a bastardized version of we're, that. Yeah, we're not saying none of it's legit or works for an individual person. We're saying they don't really care about getting evidence they don't. for whether or not it works. Exactly. And that was something that she made very apparent in this profile. And she even called, she basically trolls people. And she even called her incidents of basically trolling cultural firestorms. And that these cultural firestorms result in more traffic and more eyes on the site and more money for her brand. So how is that any different than if you're signing up for a course at any other groups, whether they're multi-level marketing or whatnot, that loop you in and go, okay, if you pay for this, you're going to achieve this this level of improvement, of self-improvement or enlightenment. And I feel like she's doing very much of the same thing. So and again, she's using her privilege and she's using her status and her platform as a celebrity to convince people and sell this bullshit. I think basically you should making her money. I think you should back up and explain what this is for people who like I knew that she had this brand, but right, I've known about it since she started as a newsletter. So Goop started as a newsletter. I can't believe it's been 13 years, right? Jeez. I mean, yeah, I honestly she was had still to... married to Chris Martin. Yeah. It started as a newsletter. And initially the newsletter, you had to sign up for it. So it's kind of like Lenny letter where you had to sign up, you would receive it. And it would, and it started as she would recommend places to check out in cities all around the world. But she would recommend things that, listen, you have to be somebody that has the money to go to these right, places sure. because Gwyneth Paltrow is not running in, you know, average circles okay Mm -hmm. everything she does is expensive (laughs) it's it's rich people shit and i think for some people to some level i think it's it has a little bit of that 
Be right back. I'm going to go pitch a romantic comedy where a lady based on Gwyneth Paltrow has to outfit her house and live off like Costco. (laughs) Because, you know, she's not going to go below the Costco level, but like she's going to fall in love with a with a bag boy or cashier there (laughs) and learn what's really important with life in life. Um, So (laughs) she it started as basically a newsletter where she recommended places to check out places to eat in certain cities so london because she was living in london at the time and and all sorts of places where rich people would frequent so if you have money and if you're famous this is normal for you Mm -hmm. and i think to some extent it's kind of like pinterest porn Mm. right you're getting these newsletters and it's making you fantasize about this life this this amazing life that most people are never going to be able to experience or afford to have which is fine i'm all for that not a problem and i think occasionally she started adding recipes and then was it like 3 years ago or a little more than 3 years ago probably a little more than 3 years ago goop start became more of a site And on the site, she started recommending stuff to buy. But it wasn't, she wasn't getting into the wellness stuff yet. So I remember she would recommend, well, she had a label. She had like goop clothes that she designed, usually in a partnership with some major design designer, you know, which is fine. Okay, like she has access to the best designers in the world. So whatever. And um, then it started becoming more of a lifestyle brand that wasn't just recipes because I'm pretty sure she had her cookbook came out. And I think the cookbook was the next phase and the catalyst of, okay, Goop is going to go from this newsletter to this site where people can purchase stuff because they would have the Goop catalog. And it was almost like the Neiman Marcus Christmas catalog. Mm. That was kind of what Goop was like. And then it evolved from there into this more all-encompassing lifestyle brand. And she linked up with someone who I can't remember where this person was an editor for what site, but that person became, you know, like her partner in Goop. And uh, she oversees all the editorial. And that's when they started pushing some very, very controversial and very questionable and quite frankly, very dangerous viewpoints. So listen, if you're someone that's into Reiki, I don't give a shit. If you're someone that... You want to take a bunch of herbs and, you know, you want to put a jade egg in your vagina. I don't give a shit if you want to do any of that stuff. But the problem starts coming when they start telling people to do, like, I remember, like, she did the whole, the steaming your vagina thing, which does absolutely nothing. Right. Like, numerous gynecologists have been like, this does absolutely nothing and actually could be harmful. Right. I remember (laughs) Chrissy Teigen doing, like, that and sort of sending it up, right? But, like... Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. But, and it's easy to be like, oh, ha, ha, ha. But here's, to me, where it gets troubling. She admitted in this profile from that was in the New York Times magazine that, and this is a very true thing, women in this country and all over the world are medical, let me me start that sentence over. When we go to doctors, doctors more often than not do not believe women. Absolutely true. Especially if there's any non-standard presentation. Absolutely. So, and that's part, you know... We're in a patriarchal society. Historically, doctors have mostly been men. Research on, right, medical research is based on men. It's it's absolutely based on men. And if you're a woman and you're going to a doctor, doctors tend not to believe your level of pain. They think you're overreacting. Then on top of that, if you're a woman of color, it's Mm. even worse. Oh, yeah. And never mind the fact that a lot of women out there don't have access to good health care. Let alone jade eggs to put in their fucking vaginas. (laughs) But never mind that part. So on a most basic level, without Gwyneth Paltrow stepping into this arena and starting to push whatever ideologies and beliefs she might not even have. Some of it she does have, but some of it is it's it gets into the pseudoscience area. And she admitted this in that profile that, you know, women, they're hungry for answers because they're not getting these answers from their doctors. And because there is an issue with the way healthcare treats women. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely, 100%. So what happens is you have women that start looking for answers to things and they, they're not getting them from their MDs. And now they start finding them in these online communities. And there's plenty, if you Google and you look it up, women, the way we interact with media especially online, we tend to look for communities and peers to share information with because there's no place else to go. And women are more likely to trust their peers with information. So Gwyneth almost with Goop, they took that and almost weaponized it by starting to push this pseudoscience bullshit and knowing that women are so hungry for answers to things that are happening with their body and maybe they, they feel like they're not getting the kind of coverage that they need or want from their doctors. Now they're turning to a actress who has, she's not the fuck she's talking about. Right. And starts pushing stuff that listen from a point of privilege. Yeah. Maybe, maybe she can, you know, try putting a jade egg in her twat. I mean, fine. Great. But then you start seeing a bunch of people that now start relying on this as their primary source of information and healthcare. And from there, to me, this is where it starts getting cult-like. Because one of the things with cults is that the cult leader starts to use their position of power to pretty much... What's the word I want to use here? It, like, just fell out of my head. (laughs) But they use their positions of power to manipulate people and to control people. Well, and and, they... And and to also make money off them. And they they view attacks as... They they spin attacks as confirmation that they are doing the right thing. Yeah. Like, look at all this stuff that they're saying because they don't want you to know the truth. And I don't. How is what she's doing with Goop any different from that? I admit I'm very torn on this one. I have this weird tension between there's part of me that feels a sense of admiration for the fact that she clearly has become a very successful business person. And also has used the sort of, she understands the way celebrity is manufactured and the way in which Hollywood royalty, like she is, are perceived and has turned that into, to her advantage. Yeah, Um, but you know what? But, no, 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 but that's the first, that's the, but that's, so that's the, there is part of that where I'm like, it is easy to attack women who are successful, right? But Dr. Oz gets attacked for the same kind of shit. Absolutely. And, and also, again, it comes back to me, exactly what you're saying, which is that almost all of these things that we've talked about end up hurting women, right? Like, exactly. Instead of, and claiming that they're empowering them. And it's not that women need to be protected. It's that society just is not very interested in that. And, you know, one of the p- profiles I read, I did go read, there was a Lindy West piece a couple years ago that is fantastic reading, of course, because it's Lindy West. And she said that she had a great way of putting that Goop, she went to one of the first Goop Expos, if not the first, and said that it is silly, but that most of the people there seem to be in on the joke. And she had this phrase that it was like Dungeons and Dragons for your vaginal flora. Why not? But of course, she comes up with some, and it's not, I mean, I think like- I think we, I read that piece too, actually. We don't want to make fun of you know we're not making fun of necessarily people that buy into this but it does i mean i do wonder like for all of the shamanic consultations and aura photography and other bullshit that goes on at these expos and kale drink kale juice drinking or whatever um you will you will make me drink kale juice over my cold dead body (laughs) i will die first it's the grossest thing anyway I think that there is this question to me of where is the self-reflection that on the privilege and on the level of quackery, like a lot of this seems not that far off, like what spiritualists were selling people back in like the 1800s, pretending that ectoplasm, exactly, you know, like next they'll be talking to the dead and no one will bat an eyelash. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And if you look at some of the stuff that they do push and peddle, you know, it's a lot of it's rooted in this new age philosophy, which, again, a lot of new age philosophy is westernized version of very traditional Eastern ideologies that have been around for centuries. Yeah. And I'm not, listen, I do yoga. I I know people that they're very serious about their practice of yoga. They've gotten very serious about, you know, the Hindu 
beliefs that are tied into yoga and they respect it. And I have no yeah. problem with that. I, I mean, don't care. Yeah, if, I and a, somebody genuinely I, respects a thing, I don't have a problem well, and, with that. And frankly, I have a lot of aerialist friends who absolutely do cupping like because it actually helps their bodies recover. And I believe them about that because they're athletes and they know. But, you know, they're not actually part of the 1%. I think there's also a fiction being sold that these sorts of things are things are only for that you she's only peddling the version that's for rich people and that is also a problem well right? here's the thing she's not so she's not just peddling the version that's for rich people what she's doing is the stuff that she is offering that they sell whether it be the supplements or the expos or conferences or any other items any actual items that they sell in their retail end that's for people that can afford it yeah. and she has no intention of of not selling expensive items. But, and as she said in that, in the piece that was in the New York Times, the information is free. The content is free. And that's actually the more dangerous part in my eyes. Um, because you are getting a lot of people. And again, it's in this piece that she, coming from her own words, all, most of the people that are going to the site are from areas that you would not expect. They're from the Midwest. They're not from major metropolitan cities, which to me, again, that's concerning because it's almost like you're targeting Absolutely. People. You're looking for people Absolutely. who do not have access to better information. Maybe they don't have as much access to better health care. And maybe their funds are not, they don't have the the disposable income like an A-lister or the 1% I mean, going to have. I mean, can we just, holy shit, I'm looking through the wellness offerings on Goop right now. <sighs> the psychic vampire repellent is sold out. <laughs> It's only twenty seven dollars. Yeah, but I'm, like, a, I'm right. also a psychic vampire repellent. Um, but right, so it's I, like it's sex, me the sex, sex dust. Yeah. <laughs> and here's the thing: a lot of the stuff that they sell on their site is not FDA approved. Of course, it's a not. A lot of stuff, and <laughs> and another very telling thing, which was all over when this piece came out, was one of the big things that everyone latched onto, and. And that's that they had a Goop magazine and they did a couple issues of it and they did it as a partnership with Condé, with, um, with Condé Nest. Okay. And they ended that partnership because they did not want to follow the protocol of fact checking of actual journalism. And they just wanted to say whatever they wanted to say in Goop magazine. And they saw Goop magazine more as a means to sell their products and their, and their ideas. Sure. And, when Condé Nest was pushing back and saying, well, you can't, this has to be fact-checked because you can't just say this stuff. They did not want to do that. You know what? So they ended their relationship. And that was very telling. Yeah. And it wasn't until recently right. that she they just said that they're getting a fact-checker. Right. But also, and it's in this piece, they have been investigated numerous times yep. for false claims. They've had, you know, they've had lawsuits brought against them. And... I think because of her wealth and her privilege and her fame, she's skirted a lot of accountability well, on this stuff. Well, also, the, because the rules, this is where I go back and put on my old public health girl hat. Also, because the laws are very weak, it's very difficult. But I got to tell you, the thing that I'm seeing, like actually looking through like the wellness offerings, and so many of these are like love potions, or here's a home spray that ground stimulates and has aphrodisiac properties. You know what it reminds me of is just a more upscale, expensive version of the part of any drugstore or crappy convenience store where they're selling like, you know, off-brand, like, um, you know what I'm talking about, like the, e that like Eastern, uh, they, they like sort of package them as like Eastern sort of sexual, like for men to take to make them more yeah, virile. Yeah, like erectile, like make your dick like bigger well, like and go longer. Well, like cobra venom like, or whatever, but it's weed. not. Yeah. Right. Or a lot of it is like, I forget which one it was the big one that the FDA finally cracked down on because it was actually hurting animals in like, uh, China and, that area um but it, that's exactly what it is so i mean it to i mean those things no one thinks they work and the only reason they're able to be sold is because they have that tiny fine print on the bottles um right. and so these are presented as 
they i mean it looks a lot more legit like i mean you know if in, in but it's no it's no different i mean it's, it's the, no different it's than the, the vitamins that yes, exactly. they sell on the infowars exactly website. exactly so think about that like exactly. if that's where you want to align yourself you're basically you know take away the pretty packaging it's the same it shit is. it is it's the same shit but now this goes back to is it can you consider this a cult and i think what makes this not just another woman that's a successful businesswoman is that there's no ethics involved in this whatsoever. It's not, no one's ever saying at any point, well, yeah, we can do this, but should we do this? I, it seemed to me reading that profile and reading all about this and any of the stuff that I've, I've read, what I don't hear Gwyneth Paltrow ever saying is anything about how she honestly like coming across as she believes any of this helps people. Well, to some level, I mean, and that's the thing, like she does, one of the people that was at one of their summits is her personal physician, who's an osteo. Yeah. I have a friend who's an osteopath. osteopath. I have a friend who's an osteopath and they're not all crackpots. No. And that's what I'm going to say. They're not all crackpots. Okay. (laughs) Basically, all an osteopath is, is they are... They, just like a medical doctor, they are actual licensed doctors and they can prescribe medicine. Yep. The difference is that their approach to treatment is not just to prescribe medicine and that they try to spend more time with the patient to talk to them more and to see if there's other factors like their diet, their environment, other things that could be contributing to whatever their symptoms and ailment is. And I'm completely 100% for that. Yeah. But some osteopaths do start to veer towards the homeopath mm-hmm. mentality. Mm-hmm. And that's where, like, I when it comes to holistic and homeopath, like, that's where you lose me. Cause well, I'm and also, homeopath- like, you got, like, chiropractors, right, who are super against, like, vaccination or whatever. You know, I mean, there are right. these And that's where you of- start having the problem where there, there has to be a balance. So if you – listen, I've gone to – I've gotten – I've gone to chiropractors. I've gone to acupuncture. And I, I'm yeah, a fan me of both too. of them. But I'm not going to go to them in lieu of going to, if I have to go to get an MRI, I'm still going to go get an MRI. Like if I have to go, you know, um, there's a balance there. Yeah. That's not being applied. We but again, to- what goes back right. to... <laughs> We go to, we refer to our chiropractor as the witch doctor and we only go to him when we absolutely have to. But going back to how (laughs) this is similar to a cult is that she's not just a successful businesswoman. She's someone who was already rich and successful and created something that is harming people who are already an underserved demographic. I mean, especially when it comes to medical and other issues. And she's not, she has no qualms about doing it. So again, it comes to like, there's people who are out there that use their celebrity and their privilege to do good things. Yeah. Okay. They start businesses. There's plenty of celebrities out there that have businesses on the side that have lifestyle brands. You know, Jessica Alba owns Honest Company. Hmm. You know, like Jessica Simpson started a shoe company long before anyone else started doing any of this stuff. She was one of the first, like, Mm -hmm. and she's a billionaire because of her shoe company. Mm -hmm. But there's plenty of celebrities out there that start businesses. And there's plenty of celebrities out there that use their privilege to do good and still can be successful. And I think what feels very cultish to me is that... It's almost like this bait and switch when it comes to Gwyneth Paltrow, well, to Goop, is that she knows people are going to want what she has because she presents this ideal white, white girl, privileged white girl. Mm-hmm. And it's attractive to a lot of people. You know, they do the conscious uncoupling and they, it just seems like everything in her life is so good. You know, her and her husband are, are be- ex-husband are best friends and, and he's there, right. you know, doing, uh, music lessons with the kids who are amazing musicians and they are just so polite and so well adjusted. But all of that is because they also have an incredible amount of money and access and privilege and they're able Staff. to, 
Right, staff. They have staff. They have all sorts of stuff. You know, like, oh, she's effortlessly well, cooking and, up this. I mean, your kids have grown up in this hothouse environment. They also know, like, But hey, I'm not going to shit on her a, kids. A like, new, oh, no, me either. I'm just yeah. saying, like, you're in the New York Times profile. Like, you, you, if my parents had told me when I was a kid, there's a New York Times reporter coming in the house, I would have known to behave. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, like, I mean, I did. I'm going to be honest. The whole thing felt a little staged yeah. on her part. I mean, that's but, just smart. That's just smart business. I mean, right. as, a former, a as a they former a PR brand, person, like the Beckhams are a brand. As a former PR person, I would be disappointed if she didn't sit down with her publicist and say, what do we want this to look like? Absolutely. Absolutely. And anyone who thinks that Hollywood doesn't operate like that. Ugh. Oh, it does. <laughs> Hollywood does. Politics you're does. You're in for a rude awakening. But yeah, to, to me, it feels, again, it feels like a cult because she's... She's manipulating people for a financial gain. And she could be saying that she's super into crystals or getting your chakra, you know, and your auras cleared out or you know, all this stuff. She can say all that because that's her way of making money. She's making money off of all of this right. at the end of the day. And that's where it starts to feel like a cult because there's the manipulation and the the false prophecy, so to speak. And the adoration, being surrounded by people who've paid $3,500 to go to dinner with you. Um, yeah. You know, like, you're not really, you know, the paparazzi are outside and you're controlling, like, being sort of a very aspirational figure. Right. Um, and by get providing access, it's like they think right. that some of that's going to rub off on them. I will say, this is, this is the thing that cracks me up the most. It's only the description that cracks me up. Just... All right, so they sell this on their site right next to the clear quartz bottle, which is an $80 gorgeous water bottle made with clear quartz crystals who infuse water with positive energy, which is, I'm going to use the new button that we got for this. That was bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. Oh my God, mine did the same one too. We got bullshit buttons. Hold on. Bullshit detected. <laughs> that one was perfect. All right, here's another one. Vesper vibrator necklace, $149. A discreet vibrator. Masquerading. Hold on. I'm not going to hate on sex toys. I'm not either, but I'm saying it's not discreet. Like, I mean, maybe it is. Like, I'll get you one for Christmas. Yeah, but I mean. No, no, no. I'm not not hating on sex toys. I'm just saying, like, telling someone that they can wear a vibrator isn't it. I mean, a discreet vibrator is in your pocket. It's in your handbag. It's probably not around your neck where it could inadvertently get turned on. I'm just saying, like, as a writer, I could see so many ways that this would be a comedy setup. Like, yeah, I get it. It's a necklace. <laughs> I get it. But to me, like, that's that's innocuous. It's like, that's not harming anybody. It's not like, harming anybody, fucking... but it is ridiculous. It's yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Absolutely. It's ridiculous. But... Just as clear quartz crystals infusing water with positive energy. That's different, but that's a different level of ridiculous, though. Oh, it's true. I agree. But I'm just saying, like, if you want a discreet vibrator, put it in your pocket. Right. Put it in your purse. I mean, I'm actually looking at that necklace. It doesn't look like a vibrator. It doesn't look like a vibrator. But it it switches on. I'm just saying, there's so many ways for that to go wrong. But I mean, clearly, we would need to buy it to see. But comically, yes, it's funny. (laughs) But. That's harmless as far like that's not a but the water bottle to me that's a, that presents a problem because I there are people that really think that oh that's 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 doing something to you and it's like they believe that there's health benefits coming from that and that's where you now you're talking about pseudoscience right. like wearing a vibrator necklace is not pseudoscience it's maybe poor fashion right but it's not pseudoscience like it's not harming anybody the other thing is actually harming people. And again, that's where or it comes at into least, or knowingly at, being deceptive. Or at least selling people a bullshit product. Right. I mean, absolutely. the water bottle's probably not harming them, but it's it's but it's a bullshit product. Right. So my Good I Lord. feel that goop can fall under the umbrella of a cult especially if you go by what the actual meaning of the word cult is Mm -hmm. which we talked about in our first episode don't spray your kid with kid calming mist (laughs) yeah that's not gonna work so i mean (laughs) the actual 
You know, the actual definition of a cult is a misplaced or excessive admiration for a particular person Uh or thing. There you go. Which definitely applies here. And the initial meaning of it was to blindly, you know, follow and adore a person or thing. Right? Like to to take it into uh, a very devout worship. So I think that... uh, you know, it's excessive devotion. So I think yeah. that it applies. I think that I maintain that goop could be under the major umbrella of the word cult, but I think there has to be like a subcategory. Sure. Kind of like how multi-level marketing is cult-esque. I think that this is an example of a new type of cult. Right. And she doesn't have people living with her, but she certainly has followers who pay money for access to her. Absolutely. And also subscribe to her ideology and her beliefs that they're touting on Goop. Whether or not she buys into them is regardless, you know, is irrelevant. Yeah. I think it's a cult. Yeah. Well, I can, you've certainly made a good case. And this <laughs> website is ridiculous. Like, I'm just looking at it. In that website is. <laughs> I love this button so much. I love him so much. But I'm interested in seeing what other people think. Me too. Because it does make me how... sad. It makes me sad yeah. always whenever I feel like, I mean, I feel like celebrities are, celebrity women especially are so criticized. Like there's no way they can. But at the same time, like you also cannot be, you can't never criticize people because you realize right. that the system is sexist and rigged. Yeah, it, it's it, exactly like you can be. Listen, I'm still for women 100%, but if you're an asshole, I don't care if you're a woman, you know? And I think that when you are somebody Or even just is- a nar- even just a self-absorbed like person that builds a brand making people feel like you care about them when you don't. Like I don't know. Right. Well, it's manipulative. Yeah. So that's the thing when you're somebody that's using your celebrity or your notoriety or your platform to do harm, then I think that you, you know absolutely what? deserve think, to be called out. And actually, I feel like there is a great counterpoint here because I will fight, e- even though she has believed some crazy shit over the years, I will fight anyone who badmouths Oprah. Actually, one of my favorite things that ever happened in Chicago. It's so funny that you're in saying a train, this right now. Well, in a train in Chicago, I, a, a woman said something bad about Oprah when I was in college and another woman like literally beat her down on the train. Um, All right, well, that's ridiculous. But I grew up on I grew up on Oprah, and I do think that I do believe in the sincerity of Oprah's mission, right? Like, I if, if she has occasionally aligned with crackpots or pushed, occasionally, I mean, so it's very funny okay. saying this because I, listen, I'm I don't think Oprah's malicious in her intent, but I think that she is an incredibly gullible person. And it's um, funny because I actually wrote an article about how she's... I remember no this. No one's held her accountable for the shit that she's done. She unleashed Dr. Oz on us. She I know. Dr. Phil I on know. Us. She also gave Jenny McCarthy a platform to push her anti-vax beliefs. And Suzanne Summers, who is like... I know, I know. However, so, I still feel like she's done a lot more good than harm. She, I'm not saying she's and that, good. and she is the polar opposite of Gwyneth Paltrow in terms of her background and where she came from and what informs her personal belief system. You know, she's the opposite of privilege, right? But I'm right. I'm not saying she came. She didn't come from the same privilege. So it, to me, she is a good but, counterpoint because I, if I felt like Gwyneth Paltrow sincerely believed all this shit, I would have a little less of a problem with it. I'll admit. But here's the thing. I don't know that and, I would. And Oprah never really, you know, she does make money off people, but I feel like she has always also been in touch with the kind of money and lifestyle that other people have, even though she is obviously like one of the richest people in the world now. I don't know that I would classify her as a counterpoint. I think that she's just in completely different ex- altogether from Gwyneth. I Patrick. guess there's and just it- not many women moguls I, the, in this lifestyle, I women's guess, lifestyle but- space. I guess, but I would I would argue that Oprah is not malicious in her intent, and I think that she does believe a lot of bullshit. I think she is gullible to. I'll fight you. I love Oprah, but I'm not saying <laughs> you can be gullible and still be a good person. I know. I'm not saying she's a bad person. I'm saying that I think that it, when it comes to certain things, she is a little gullible because the fact that 
you know, she allows for these types of platforms. And maybe it's under the guise of, you know, being, I think she's a very curious person by yes. nature. Yes. And I think she's a very open person. Yeah. And I think that sometimes being very curious and being that open allows or invites mischievous actors into your circle. And I don't it think... It does. However, I, okay, here's my one counterpoint to this. Because we I'm not saying okay, it. Okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> but I think in her instance, because she is so open, and I think because she genuinely does look to see the good in people and they never fucked her over and they didn't intentionally fuck anyone over when she entered into her relationship with them. You know, I think that she truly believed that she was doing something good, not just for this person that she saw good in, but also because they were sharing ideas at the time that were maybe she felt people like, Hey, there's a reason like we should at least talk about this. You know, like when she allowed Jenny McCarthy in her show. Okay, so yeah, so from that standpoint, but I'm not saying that's malicious. I'm no, just saying no, that no, 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 no. I agree it with opens you. yourself up to some gullible. I mean, I think what I would say is that, like, it, yes, there have been the cases of harm, but like, I do feel like Oprah's openness to considering some of the non-Western medicine stuff is actually was a huge push on the medical establishment to start looking at that stuff more seriously. And so, I mean, I remember, I mean, I was working in healthcare, like, during most of my adult life. And I mean, like, I can tell you right now that there's a huge shift in just medicine in general, not necessarily to the to the detriment. And I think Oprah was a big part of that. And did it let some terrible things in? Yes. But there were plenty of other people pushing the anti-vaxxing stuff. You know, I mean, Jenny McCarthy. Yes, was but they didn't have the same. But I mean, yeah, but listen, the whole anti-vaccine thing, and we're kind of getting like skewing away from. But Oprah's platform was enormous. It was. I think I think that she could have, even though this isn't really, I think she could have exercised a little more discretion and a little better judgment. Oh, I totally agree. I totally agree. But I will also say this. She's the reason we had Obama. So that to me, I will, I will look past those other indiscretions. But at the end of the day, like, I don't think that Oprah is the same as Gwyneth Paltrow. So like, I think that's a moot point. Well, that was, that was, I mean, that was my whole point is that they're not alike, but they are both. I mean, I feel like they are trying, I mean, they have done similar things. Like Oprah has a curated brand. She has a magazine with her name on it that sells stuff. She has a network, but it's just like, it's two completely different approaches that come from two different, completely different kind of people. Not to say that she's perfect, but to say that I would never call Oprah or people that are fans of Oprah a cult. I couldn't even imagine making that I mean, I don't think anybody was... I would never... No, 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 I know. But with the Gwyneth Paltrow, (laughs) I can see it. I'm just saying. But but Oprah is far more influential than Gwyneth Paltrow could ever dream of being, right? So there is a... So I just think that it is an instructive comparison. But also Oprah is a journalist. Right. But it's like... Yeah, so it's just... I think it's just... Well, who became a media personality. But I I do think there's a commonality there and I think it is worth... I mean... I guess... I wouldn't have brought it up if I didn't. I wouldn't have brought it up. No, no, no. I can see what you're saying. I just... I don't know. I just wouldn't... I think it's just so different that I like I wouldn't even have thought to be like oh here's the polar opposite of what because I feel like well, what I'm Gwyneth Paltrow is doing the, I'm not saying it's the polar opposite though well I mean even a <laughs> counterpoint I feel like what Gwyneth Paltrow is doing there isn't somebody else that's trying to do that so that's a celebrity so like Oprah's the whole thing like but I could squint save those few I could save those few examples I, like I, you know she has this su- I could squint at Gwyneth Paltrow and see Gwyneth Paltrow thinking that she's doing an Oprah-esque thing no she thinks she's doing like a Martha Stewart-esque thing well yeah but, but that that's she's- but that's very much based on the Oprah template too Martha Stewart is you know to me I, I don't know I think we're getting super off topic now okay <laughs> like I think the difference to me is that with Oprah she was just extending her media empire and some of it because of the super soul Sundays. I think that's where the similarities, that's where you can maybe draw a a line to Gwyneth because Oprah was doing the whole super soul Sundays and the spirituality of it. But her approach to that was authentic because Oprah yeah. really believes that right. and actually practices that. Yeah. So to me, that like, was my, so I guess that's where that was my whole right. point at the beginning. That part I understand, <laughs> but I think what I was not seeing or understanding and where I was not agreeing is that outside of that, 
Oprah was always trying to just build a media empire, whereas Gwyneth was peddling pseudoscience. Like, even if Oprah had Dr. Oz on or all those people, again, I think in the beginning of the relationship, Dr. Oz in the beginning of his relationship with Oprah, when he first was on her Mm -hmm. show, was more because he was this, like, great cardiologist, right? Mm -hmm. And he was still, he was the head of cardiology at, um, which I'm called, the hospital in the city, Lenox Hill. Yep. And so he's, or no, it was NYU Hospital, sorry. And he still is the head of cardiology there, I believe. And his track record as a cardiologist is very, very good. I mean, he's still considered one of the top cardiologists in the country. So I'm not taking away from that. But I think her relationship with him in the beginning was very different. And that's when she helped launch him because she saw him as this great doctor who had a very osteopathic approach to Mm -hmm. how he treated people. And I think that after a while is when he started to veer into the sensationalism and the pseudoscience and the crazy, the quackery, Mm -hmm. right? And that's when he started getting into trouble. And same thing with her relationship with Dr. Phil in the beginning. It was a lot different because she found him in a very natural way. And her relationship, same thing with Dr. Oz, was based on her experience. Like she had such positive experiences with these people that she's like, oh, my God, I want to share this with people. But then once they started having their own shows, that's when shit, it wasn't when they were doing stuff with Oprah. So that's why I was saying, like, I think her approach was she is a very open person. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like she is. She's very open to things. And even people that maybe she doesn't agree with, she has this very at peace way and diplomatic. I don't want to say diplomatic because I think it's genuine that she finds a way to, to how she interacts or reacts to them. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I think that when you are that open, people will come into your space and maybe like they are a little more mischievous than you see. Right. So that's why I said like I think with her there's a level of gullibility. I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think it makes her a bad person. But with Gwyneth Paltrow, with Goop, that's an intention, right? The intention is like, yeah, we can make money off the crazy shit we're saying because she admitted to it in that piece. Yeah. So that's why I felt like – comparing them I felt was like a little like apples and oranges because I don't see Oprah as a malicious actor oh no me either yeah I mean that was I wasn't disagreeing with you in that but that's why I was like as far as a counterpoint I think there's so much more difference because Oprah was more doing the media thing and just happens to be a very spiritual person sure but I mean that's the only part I'm talking about is like the motivation for pushing spirituality I mean it's definitely I mean come on somebody who starts a brand for women is looking at what everyone in that space is doing. So, like, whether Gwyneth Paltrow talks about it in interviews, you know, she certainly has looked at all of these other business empires, Martha Stewart, Oprah, what they did, how they did it, how it worked. I mean, that's just, like, you know, common sense. She obviously knows what she's doing. I mean... Yeah. But at the end of the day, Goop's a fucking cult. (laughs) (laughs) I think on that we can agree. (laughs) Yes. But again, like, I want to see what people say. Like, I want to see if people agree that something like a brand like Goop can be considered cult-like or under the umbrella of a cult, or if people have gone to any of those summits or they bought the products or follow the advice or anything. Like, if you've gotten pictures of your aura or or you sat down with the resident shaman for Goop, like, I, you know, if you have stories, like, I want to hear it. I'm not... I'm not fault. We are not faulting yeah. anybody for. No, I mean, I covered in college like a new age spirituality fair. What had all the same shit that these people are paying thirty five hundred dollars for? You know, for ten dollars at the Holiday Inn. I mean, they might not have been the top shamans, but there were shamans there <laughs> and people with yeah. crystals. And so, like, I mean, I think this is just like a. It does really strike me, having looked at the product part of their website and all this stuff, it strikes me as putting a gloss on something that is typically maybe a little seedy, a little low rent, typically yeah. not exclusive. It's sort of like rebranding, you know, rhinoceros horn or whatever for housewives. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it was. Rhinoceros horn. That's what's in all the that's what's in all the male performance enhancing drugstore supplements. <coughs> That That's they, such a weird. That they kill. But that was, but that was that de- they kill based right on Chinese. Or I mean, um, it's not even. It's like just it's it's Orientalist bullshit. You know what I mean? Like it's just like it sounds legit. You know, to right. some poor dude. It's like a bastardization of like drinking tiger penis soup, which exactly. in Chinese medicine they believe in. Right. And and I'm not shitting on that, even though right. tigers are extinct, and I think it's fucked up. But 
Again, it's like that weird bastardization and whitewashing and westernization. Right. Well, and also like, you know, I mean, I don't think when it was just Chinese herbalists selling, you know, like rhinoceros horn, if they even did, um, Mm -hmm. you know, that it was enough that it was like actually endangering, like, you know, the existence of of an animal. Way more rhinoceroses around when they first were doing it. Right, right. And less people. Oh my God. I just found a a a public radio international story from 2012 with the headline, forget cocaine, rhino horn is the new drug of status. Oh my God. (laughs) But that's so, God. But this is totally what it is. I mean, it's the, if you look through like half of what they're selling are like, you know, sex powders or like laid this candle or spray this spray and it will make you feel sexy. I mean, there's no difference, really. There's no science behind it. Right. And it can, but it's if same, anything, it yeah. can be harmful. Right. And it's the same thing with, like, crystals. If you look back to the usage right. of crystals, the majority of crystals that those were used in Eastern, right. you know, religions or in paganism. Right. So it's like now there's this resurgence. And listen, that's fine if it's you believe fine. that. I have friends that they charge their crystals on full moons and the whole night. They're friends that go to Reiki. Listen, cool, yeah. great. I think it's bullshit, but as long as you're not hurting anybody with it, I don't care. But that's the thing. Goop is hurting people with it. At least their wallets, for sure. Exactly. At the very (laughs) least. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, if again, if you've had experiences with goop and and whatever, we totally, if you agree, like, tell us. If you disagree, tell us that, too. If you have a different way to say Keith Rainier's name... Randy Ree, <laughs> R- Rainbow Horn. I think we need to run a Rhino poll. Rhino Horn. <laughs> I think we have to run a poll. I'm going to run a poll on Twitter on how to say Keith Rainier's last name. That's right. Because I'm not convinced it's Ranieri. <laughs> There's no fucking I after that R. I know, but, you know, people's names are said in all kinds of weirdo ways. Like, who knows? <sighs> I guess. I don't know. I'm not sold. Isn't Rainier French? I have no idea. Maybe he is French. Maybe that's not even his real last name. I mean, I wouldn't be. Not, that would not surprise me. No, no. Although, okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> for everybody well. out there, <laughs> um, you be sure to uh, subscribe to our newsletter, um, which you can do on our website at cultfavespodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at cultfaves and on Patreon at cultfaves. Uh, we have a lot of cool perks and bonuses and tiers, so check them out. And one of which will the- be show notes for this. Yeah, show notes. I really want people to do the cocktails and cult stuff. <laughs> We've got one, or have I one. No, we morning. have one. Our very first, our very first uh, patron, and he went straight for the cocktails and, co- and cults. Yeah, so All that's right. it. And we'll see you guys, or we'll talk to you guys next week yeah when gwenda's gonna present something something a mystery to me right probably something that i've already done a bunch of research on (laughs) (laughs) yes deadline i know i was just gonna say all right well till then we'll talk to you guys next week bye bye